0: Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman.
1: All right, so welcome to episode two of our series on relationships. So if you hadn't listened to the first one, you should. But if not, just a recap, we talked a lot about how you should be your own best friend, how that should come first, getting to know yourself, being in love with yourself, being enough for yourself, um, only needing yourself for validation, basically just all things, loving yourself, and <laughs> being your own best friend. So then as we do that and we do move into the relationship phase where we do meet somebody or enter into these relationships, we're showing up as the best possible self we could be and attracting the right people that we want to be in relationships with. Did I wrap that up right, Rachel?
0: You did. Okay, in a But I know we're going to touch base upon some of the, some of the same things we talked about last week Yep, because they all tie in together. But yeah, just in a nutshell, like where we were at, at those stages in our lives and how, when you grow, you more or less you outgrow. Yep. But if you have a relationship, you should not outgrow that relationship. If you are committed to bettering each other in the long run. And I'm speaking on behalf of like having a marriage. So being yeah. married for 11 years, and when I, I first it. Had, yeah, it, it feels like when we hit that 10 mile mark, 10 mile, yeah, the 10, <laughs> Ten mile years. mark, it, 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 it's been a long, long journey, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm going to, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm very transparent. Yes. Marriage is not easy. And, yeah. you know, for some, it, it, it's easier. And I think whenever you have a partner of anybody, when you bring two people to any relationship, there's always going to be a challenge. And we look at it as like we're as humans, we both want to be seen and heard, and we want to be validated. And we have our own values and our own rules and our own expectations. So when you come to a party, you both are coming to the table with the same, you know, your own values and everything, your own identities. So marrying that together is the challenge that you work through for life, like that commitment that it, yeah, value to it. it is
1: for life. So choose wisely.
0: Right. And you know, and I think when we're young, younger, you maybe not know, you don't know who you are. And that's exactly where I was at the time. And so being married for 11, we've been together for like 15 and a half, almost 16 years. It's, you do a lot of growth during that time. Yeah. We're going to talk more about that in our upcoming series as well. Like really overcoming the struggles and the, you know, obstacles that, that standard way of, of marriage, whether it can make or break it. So we'll talk yeah. further about that throughout the series. But today we're really going to talk about like where I was when I first met my now husband and where Erin was when she met hers and watching that transformation of the two different people in two different times and in two yeah. different marriages. So we can never compare how somebody's marriage is because you don't know the story. You don't know where they came from. You don't know how long they dated. You don't know how long they've been married. You have no idea what happens behind closed doors. So when we live in this world of comparison, especially on social media, where we think that couple has the perfect, happy, amazing, beautiful life, because that's what they're portraying on their highlight reel. We're about to get real. Yes. That's what we are. Real, raw, (laughs) and hopefully relatable, because I want you to know that whatever you are going through in your marriage, somebody, whether it's Aaron or I, have gone through it. Or
1: someone else. Yeah, for sure. So as we just dive right in, do you want to go first, Rachel? You can go ahead. Lead off, lead off batter. All right. So (laughs) I guess like when I met Ryan, like I said before, like I went through this whole phase of like moving around, growing business, and then deciding I wanted to settle in Columbus and be here and doing all the online dating, like seriously. I don't want to say this just in case people are listening. That I, but I, I feel like I went out with every non-marriage material man in this town. We'll say it like that, but just like I was just so like desperate, I guess, like looking because I felt like it was that time in my life where I needed to be at that stage of being married. So doing all the online dating stuff, which was like just tireless, just not fun, fun but not fun, and so. I reached a point where I was just like accepting like, whatever, what's for me is for me. I'm like forcing all this. I'm over it. And I ended up going with a bunch of girls. We did a girl's trip to Hawaii. So that's fun. Who doesn't want to go on a girl's trip? Just totally over the dating thing. And it's a total cliche that like when you're looking is when you find someone. I know that sounds just, just cliche, but it's true. And so there was a personal development event that was happening in Maui and we wanted to go. But if you're going to Maui, you're not just going to go for a few days for a personal development thing. You're going to go make it longer and have a vacation out of it. So we went there for some weeks, had some fun. And then at this personal development event is where I met Ryan. So I think that's just like point to make right there is just being at that space mentally where I was always going to continue to grow and want to work on myself, but meeting somebody at an event like that, I'm not saying you have to go to a personal development meeting to meet somebody but just we were in that same space and that same mindset of like we could tell that we obviously were both wanting to grow and get better and that we were both in that and it wasn't going to be off kilter like one person wanting to really grow after something and the other one just being complacent because I had been in relationships like that before The re- like relationship before Brian the longest one it was just like it was a fun person, a fun person to date, but there was no congruency and ambition and drive and uh, expectations, I guess, of what we wanted life to look like. And so I met Ryan there, long distance forever. I mean, I'm cutting this short because we're going to try and fit a lot in in 20 minutes. So I'm going give to you, give you the entire dating, our first date and our second date and our third date. But just kind of like, that's where we were at mentally. And so I think one unique thing for Ryan and I was, because he was in Nebraska and I was here in Ohio. And so throughout our dating, we had to talk on the phone a lot, which I think is unique. And I I value because I feel like in the dating world today, when people go out in non-COVID times and they go out, they're always like on their phones or distracted or doing that kind of stuff. So like you're on a date, but you're still like, you know what I mean? Like doing all this other stuff where I felt like, with Ryan and I, we we were on the phone, so we had to talk. Like, we would talk for hours. And you had to actually talk, which sounds weird, I guess, in today's world. We didn't just text every day here and there, what up, good morning, whatever. We actually had conversations. And they got to be really good conversations. And I know one time, like, you know, sometimes talking religion when you're a new in a relationship can be taboo. You don't know when to bring that up. But I think it's important right away because pretty important thing if it's important to, in both of your lives. And I remember one time we had a conversation for like four hours, literally talking about Jesus and the Bible and our beliefs and all this kind of stuff. And there was just, I guess, like subtle hints along the way where it was like, this is the right type of person, like the kind of person that I'd been looking for and that I, I needed to be with for the long run. And so I think like, and a lot of times when we're dating and we're in these relationships, cause we're so lonely, we will twist, other people's characteristics to fit what we think. So like, even though there were red flags in previous relationships or we weren't congruent on different things in my mind, like I, I either made things, I either downsized things in my mind that really were big deals, a big deal to me, but I brought it down and pretended like it wasn't a big deal just because I wanted the relationship to work. So I think like there's all these red flags and sometimes we ignore them because we want something so bad. But I remember when I met Ryan, like I didn't have. That was like a big thing for me, where I realized like I didn't have to like change anything or downplay anything about myself or pretend something's not a big deal to me when it really is or anything like that. So I think to me, like that's something really important too. And again, that t- comes with what we talked about previously: knowing yourself and spending time with yourself, being your own friend too, to understand what those values are to you, so that you can recognize when they exist or do not exist in somebody else. So that's just kind of in a nutshell, mentally where I was at when Ryan and I had met and started dating and then fast forward, married now, gosh, June was three. So just over three years with a baby. Now we have a whole nother person in our relationship, but that's for a different time to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you, you touch upon the mindset part of it and like really knowing who you were. So having those values were really close to you. So you knew where you stood with those boundaries and non-negotiables and you knew coming to the table, these are the values, these, this is where I prioritize in my life. I'm committed to personal growth development for the rest of my life. And I love Jesus. So knowing these, these like top two values. And if you didn't have, if you hadn't met, like if Ryan didn't meet those criteria, you already knew this was like a hard line and said, even though you might look cute or you're really nice, but this is where I draw the line.
1: Right, where previously it would be like, oh, I'm just, I just want a boyfriend or I'm desperate. I don't want to be lonely. I'll downplay those. Where now when I, by the time I met him, I was like, these are important and he's
0: exhibiting these qualities that I want. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of laughing at that because (laughs) what you just said was me. Yeah. Perfect. you know, and, and I think prior to meeting my husband, I, you know, for anyone who's actually read my book, Chasing Perfection, you're going to, you're going to see a lot of the, the characteristics that flow through from younger days into, it really them down to like my own perception of value and, and worth upon myself. And I had really struggled with not so much of like the relationships of, you know, dating, but relationship with myself. So when we talked about it yesterday, becoming your own best friend, that really is like where you should be because I was my own worst enemy back in the day. And those people, you know, whoever I dated, the acceptance of like my value and my, like my priorities were, if you were nice to me, then you must love me. Therefore you, you know, you fit the bill. And it was this dating pattern that kept showing up in my life where they were nice but yet they were so wrong in every level. But when you don't have right. that respect and value for yourself, you find excuses to justify, like you had said, to downplay or you're rationalizing this relationship as to why it should work. Yeah. But in yeah. hindsight, looking back at it, you, you realize mentally you had, you had yeah. to overcome so many different things so you could step into becoming the person you want to be, the person you want to attract. And again, it starts with becoming your own best friend. So what you lead with, you attract. So if you're leading with like this brokenness, you will attract broken people. And I see, I saw the patterns, like now in hindsight, you know, this beauty of life is you, you have so many lessons and look in your rear view mirror. You're going to see all the lessons and looking back at it, it's like, wow, how much growth came out of that? So I was nowhere near the level I'm at now mentally, or even the level that Aaron was at. So when I first met my husband, I, again, kind of still had that idea that if he's nice to me, then he must love me. But it was a different storyline behind that. It was, you know, when I let go of trying to find somebody, he walked into my store. I kind of touched upon it on, on last week's episode where I had no intention of staying in Columbus. It was only supposed to be a stepping stone. And when he had walked into my store, it was just I something I'd never felt before. I was instantly not only attracted to him, but yet there was something that like pulled me. Like I don't know how to how to you know it sounds cheesy and cliche when you say you met the one, right? Until you experience it, then you understand that feeling. And I remember going home to Buffalo a couple of weeks after I first met him. And, and like I said, he was a vendor for, he had serviced the, the frozen, you know, the ice cream section at the retail store I worked at. And I remember sitting at the mm-hmm. dinner table and telling my parents, I said, I'm going to marry the ice cream man. I never even went on a date with him. I had not even gone on a <laughs> date with him at this point. And it was just something that I knew, but it was, it was something about, I saw beyond what his physical traits were. You know, back in the day, I mean, fifteen, sixteen years ago, I'm sure we all look different. And yeah. you know, as you Church age, age and, right, and as you age and grow through a marriage, you're going to see a lot of changes, a lot of changes in the individual. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you know, even spiritually. And these were values that I, I now have placed upon myself. So, marriage is growth, and it's challenging. And where I am today versus 15 years ago, I didn't have the insight that I have now than I did then. So, again, you're seeing these things from two different perspectives and two different relationships. But I want you, whoever's listening here, to realize that even though when marriage gets tough, we see so many people just throw into towels and just call it quits. And, you know, I'm not in your marriage and you're not in mine, but I want you to know that it will get tough and there's there's always going to be hope and strength through it. You know, you're coming through the stronger. So there's, you know, I know that Aaron, you know, three years of marriage has overcome so many, you know, obstacles as well. And if you compile, you know, 15 years together with my husband and I, 11 married, (laughs) we have two different stories. Yeah.
1: I like, like what you said too about because it's so true, people just want to throw in the towel and a relationship's over because we always hear like, that person doesn't make me happy anymore when it comes to what we talked about. Again, you need to make you happy first. Yeah. That has to come first. And then, like I said, like you got to grow together. So, and we got to not only like, look at the other person as like, they're not making me happy anymore, but taking that evaluation, like into ourself as to, maybe they haven't changed or we did, but why? why are we, Maybe we need to change in order to be happy in the relationship. Instead of looking at for them for them to be the one to make the change, you know, and having like those, I don't know. I just think again, this is only three years of marriage, but and I luckily have not wanted to throw the towel in at all yet, so I haven't reached that point. But I mean, obviously, some arguments that you have sometimes is the littlest things, and sometimes I realize when we're having these arguments that like, it's sometimes like I'm angry or mad about at myself or disappointed in myself about something. And it's so easy to like take it out.
0: Yeah. So I agree with those, you know, when we have these expectations, it's almost like they're unmet expectations that we're placing upon our partner to fully complete us. And it's like we said last time with this whole cliche, Jerry Maguire, you complete me. That's almost with the connotation that If you need someone to complete you, that meant that you were broken in the first place. So, you know, when we're looking to that partner to complete us with this expectation, we're placing more, you know, pressure and obligation and, you know, basically stacking their plate because their job, if they're already working on themselves, now they feel the responsibility to care for you as well. And you're waiting for them to deliver. And yeah. so there's that miscommunication unmet expectations, which really get into in any relationship, whether it's marriage or even friendship, it's like, we have to have a clear dialogue. We have to have conversations. And like what you were talking about earlier with you and Ryan would spend hours on the phone where you do see newer couples dating, you know, through chat on these dating sites. And then when they meet, like, vocal conversations are kind of challenging because <laughs> we're, yeah. we're hiding behind those, the massive screens. Yeah. And it's a different time. It's a whole different era. Like the only dating apps that we had back then, actually they weren't even apps, they were dating sites. Like this, I feel like I'm dating yeah. myself. Like, like, well, yeah, I'm dating you had to go myself. dating e-harmonies. myself by like the years ago was like eHarmony and like yeah. max.com. You had to go on your website and fill out a profile. <laughs> and then I don't even know if they had, text back then but if so it was like t9 texting and that would have been a long conversation
1: speaking of expectations in e-harmony i'm just laughing because i saw a commercial the other day where it was like this adorable guy playing in the park with his puppy and then there's like guy cooking this meal like these three different guys that were just super good looking playing with their jaw all this stuff and i'm like okay again that's the expectation you have when you go on eHarmony, the kind of men you're going to find. And that's not. Yes. Just know that that's a commercial to get you on the site.
0: Yeah. You have like the theoretical <laughs> and then the realistic. And it's just like, it doesn't always pan out. <laughs> yeah. So if you, again, right. look back, I mean, we cannot stress this enough, but you really, really, really have to do the inner work because that other person will show up every single day in your relationship, disappointing you. Yeah. And you don't want to put that burden on them because it's not their responsibility to to complete you or fix you or make you happy. That's your job. And so in any relationship, in life in general, you have to take full responsibility for you. And you have to become your best friend and love yourself wholeheartedly so you can continue loving others and pouring into others.
1: So if you are looking for a space to grow in loving yourself and be a part of a community that of women that are, that are growing and are working on that every day. Definitely want to join us in our Facebook group on um, the Confident Woman. Obviously you can find us on Instagram as well, all that fun stuff, but that's the most important piece is just, and that's, that's never, I think anything in life, the whole loving yourself part is, is it, it's the bottom line of most of the things. It's always starts with that. So definitely find us in there we'll continue with this series as well going into different details about self-love and relationships and all that fun stuff too we got a lot more to go so thanks for listening all right thank you so much for listening to the confident woman podcast for more ways to connect with us check out our facebook group it's the confident woman on facebook there's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead
0: and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.